hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Yes? Yes. We're on? Good. That's exciting. (laughs) It's working. It's working. For now. For now. Um, So, welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Stephanie. And we're glad that you have been listening, a couple of you. Maybe you haven't. Or you haven't. (laughs) If you're joining us now, thanks. Awesome. Um, I'm shocked we've stayed with this longer than... I am so shocked at One episode. I really thought it would be a one and done. We're still doing this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's... I think it's going okay. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun and that's really all that matters. Yeah. Cool. For us. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. And we can stare at each other for like 30 minutes and not the faces of our children. And no one knows, but we accidentally wore the same shirt today, so... Exact same shirt. Maybe we'll take a photo. Yeah. Um, so, no, the, no segue whatsoever. I um, brought, I have my two kids at daycare, and for since they turned two, the ladies of daycare have asked me repeatedly when I'm having another one. They have said things like, oh, I had a dream that you had a girl, and I was like, that's nice. Um, and just the other day, like, Jack's getting very clingy, and he's doing lots of up me, you know, like, wants to be on me. And I was telling them, and one of the women was like, oh, you're pregnant. And I was like, I'm, I swear on my life that I'm not. And let, I've said to you multiple times, like, but what do you say? Like, I just kind of, I'm like, ha-ha, like, smile it off. Like, I really don't want to get into it with right. you stranger women. Right. All the time. All, people do that to me, too. I, I, and I guess for you, it's the, when are you having a girl? Yeah. Is what they want to know. Yeah. Yeah, I my I, my gynecologist. Like when I go in there for a check, they'll be like, "Okay, you, you, we got to get going. You should be doing this right now." And, and you're I'm like, "Not, yeah, you're not that old." I just turned thirty-five. Yes, I uh, just turned thirty-five. Um, I am older than that, but not that. I mean, I'm How thirty-seven. I'm thirty. I just turned thirty-seven. Oh my, it's not that much God, older. You are old. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> but anyway, so the reason why I feel like. Lately, I feel like I want to just shut it down with these ladies um, because I can't. I, I, not really. I really cannot have another kid because. Thank you. Is that a sheep? Um, I have PCOS in addition to some other like autoimmune diseases, and it took us a really, really long time to have these guys. And there's reason that I have two of them because. I had uh, had to have fertility treatments, and I wanted to talk about. It. I was telling you, and we thought this would be a good topic to talk about because lots of couples go through this, and it feels like not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, they don't. Um, it's like it's one of those like shameful things. Like there's so many twins now. Yes. So obviously, because twins happen, but it's rare. It is very rare. naturally. Yeah. Um, I have no science to back that up, but I'm going to go ahead and make that statement. I do. I'm following your lead because I don't I mean, know either. I'm a teacher. I see lots of twins running around. It seems like a more over the last ten years, there's been more. I ha- like. I have a vision that one day I'm going to write a like a sci-fi novel. This is never going to happen. But the entire world is going to be twins <laughs> because of so much fertility treatment yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, and it's like you can't. I feel like maybe you should just say to these women like. Just strictly, I can't get pregnant. I had IVF. My body won't make another baby. Yeah. And make them feel really uncomfortable. 
I wonder, yeah, I've thought about it, and I've been like, I'm going to get to the point, but then it's always, like, we're rushed, and, like, the kids are, like, yelling, and there's, like, there's, like, I don't know, they're watching Nick Jr. And it, <laughs> like, and it, and it breaks, have this conversation. It breaks right the rules. Yeah. It breaks the rules. Like, yes, it does. I mean, they're breaking the rules. I think that they are. I think it's pretty inappropriate and I feel like most women would probably agree with that that it's like when are you having another one like that's just as soon as you have one as soon as you get married it's when are you getting pregnant and yep. as soon as you have one it's like when are you having another thing I just had two, I actually just had two yeah like, when does that stop I probably when you hit 40 mm-hmm. that's my guess because then the world goes okay you're too old yeah you must be too old to have babies at right. this point um but if this topic resonates, we hope that you shoot us an email or post us on our Facebook page. Um, because it's not, it's, it's like, it feels like a lot of celebrities in the past 10 years or so have been having twins and like, and they're older women yeah. and none of them 45. are coming out and being like, oh, not none of them. I retract that statement. Cause a couple, a couple celebrities I feel like recently have been like, oh yeah, I've had a lot of problems. Um, but not as many as you think. It just feels like, oh, anybody can get pregnant. Like, they're 40. I can get pregnant 40. Right. They got pregnant 40. Um, and there's all this emphasis, too. I think it. I think it's about this whole, so we want women to be equal. We want women to do their careers. We want, we, we want to do our careers. Yeah. Um, but, like, we're not set up to have our careers and then to take the time off that you really need yeah. to nurture a human life into the world and that's not just giving birth to them. Yeah. That's like way beyond and there's so many European countries that have fucking figured this that out. That are like, here's money, have a baby. Yeah, and here's a year yeah. for you to take. Like hang out with your baby. Because truly at three months old, your baby should still be in your womb. Like, it is too fucking young to go back to work. And a lot of women don't even have that luxury. No, yeah. Six um, weeks. Yeah. Six weeks. It's crazy. So, you know, you're not sleeping through the night. You're not You're not getting any sleep at that point. And you're not being very good at your job. Either. No, you're not. It's very painful. So, I mean, it's like, what is it going to be? Do we want women to have careers and to fully flesh themselves out professionally? Or do we want women to have babies and you know how I don't I don't know how you do both honestly it's I mean we've talked about this before and and I think we've both decided that you sort of half-ass both very sadly which is not a fun way to live that's true to multitask because you you can't multitask anything efficiently right um but I think Coming from somebody, so my personal struggle, and maybe this will resonate, is yeah. that... Can you share what you guys went through? Yeah, sure. Um, so I did not have IVF, so I will correct you on that. But I got, it was like we were right there. And I went to um, a clinic for, so, well, not to tell the whole story, but I... I mean, tell the story. Okay, I, we were like, well, let's get pregnant. And then it just didn't happen, and... And you were how old at that point? Um, 30. Okay. I think it was right about 30. And then I started, some friends were like, something's wrong with you. Like, like <laughs> How you long? should probably, it was like a year. Okay. Like, they were like, you, after a year, you should probably go talk to somebody. And I had been seeing, like, my regular OBGYNs, and they were like, that's, you know, hmm, something is wrong. Like, oh, you get, you're supposed to get your period every month. Did you know that? And I was like, oh, yeah. So you never did? No. When I was younger, but not after, like, I hit my 20s. That oh, just wow. Happened. 
Okay. Um, which is kind of awesome, not for <laughs> not to say about <laughs> yeah. yeah. amazing. Um, so we started going to see somebody and like a fertility. Specialist. Yeah, and I was taking um, pills that are a name that I forget. That I probably blocked from my brain. And Clomid. Clo. Yes. How yes. do I know? That? I don't know, but yes, that's what I was taking, and it just didn't work, and it didn't work, and it didn't work. And finally, she. And how was, long was that? Did that was probably it? about a, two years. So two years of Clomid plus a year of just not being of able just, to... Of just, yeah, not... So we this is three years now. I think about, yeah, I think about two and a half, three years. And then wow. um, she was like, you should get IVF. And I was like, I don't want to do that just yet. I'm not giving up on my body yet. And so then I went into crazy zone. And if you have been through this, I think this will... I think everybody goes through this. I really do. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of women. Where it's like, I can do this on my own. And I think even women who miscarry go through this sort of, I'm going to fix it because it's my fault. Right. There's something wrong with me, and it's because I, what, I smoked cigarettes in college or I drank a lot of Carlo Rossi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was all going through my brain. I obviously did this to myself. I'm going to go ahead and rule that out because I smoked more cigarettes probably <laughs> than anybody in this room, babies included, and I got my pregnant very quickly. big smokers <laughs> right so, now. Um, yeah, but it was like, like every book I read about clean eating to, I mean, yoga, fertility yoga, like fertility various other things taboo i know it's a taboo subject um at one point i was drinking shakes made of maca powder and bee pollen because i read that somewhere i don't remember why i thought this was a good idea but it didn't work none of it worked and i'm not saying that being healthy and getting clean and whatever would, would not help some women but it just that wasn't my problem it's, you know, this is, this is a, I'm diverging here. But, That's fine. Um, but did you read the article this week about the parents who were anti-vaxxers and they gave their kid maple, yes. maple syrup yes. and the kid got meningitis and they, you know, so, so yes. I think that happens. There's like a human desire to do it holistically and to have, like you said, you, I think it's an interesting word choice. You said my body didn't work and I was like, I still want it too. Yeah. So you'll try anything. You'll try anything. Crazy things that somebody, that you read on a blog that right. was from Australia. And, right. Yeah, and it worked for them. So how was your husband in all of this? Like, was he... He was amazing. And it was a, not easy on either one of us. Because one for one thing, if you've ever gone through these treatments, you're like, you have to go into the office multiple times a week sometimes oh where you're just sitting waiting and then every month comes and it doesn't work and it's devastating every single month it's a loss every month every month and you're just what you want to like jump off a bridge or give up or give up yeah and we had gotten to the point where i was ready to give up because it's really expensive that's the other thing oh my gosh that nobody wants to talk about it's not that People, you, you can, if you have the funds, you can probably get yourself pregnant, but it's, nobody covers it. I mean, I think Massachusetts is one of the few states that covers it, which is crazy. I have like, like a problem, a disease that 
prohibits me from getting pregnant. So why wouldn't that be covered? I health insurance doesn't cover Iris's hearing aids. It doesn't so, even make sense. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I can, we should do a whole other show on how fucked up insurance companies are. We really should because I could speak for years and tomes and tomes about about that. We're not. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I, it, so, so you went out. You had to go out of pocket for yeah. all of this. And it was our. I mean, that was our savings. All of your savings. All of our savings. So it's like even if you have the kid, they're not going to college. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, better be smart. I mean, that solves that. We were talking about that better last week. Better be genetically <laughs> manipulated to be smart. So get that scholarship. Yes. <laughs> um, I knew it. Like my husband's mom was offering to pay, which was amazing and wonderful. And it, every people were so generous. My sister said I will carry your child for you oh my gosh that is amazing wow I, but we never even got to the point where I didn't know if I could carry a child or not that wasn't she I think she just was like whatever you like, need sh- I'll like do it shoot the spaghetti on the wall and yeah see sticks. yeah <laughs> um but we took it some time off and then randomly found a new I was just like new doctors all across the board and went to see a new doctor OBGYN and he recommended another doctor and um, that doctor literally sat me down and was looking at a chart and was said, well, why didn't they say you have PCOS? And I was like, oh, I don't have PCOS. He's like, why? Well, I don't look like, they said I don't look like the person. And people, I mean, it's sort of like a... Can you, can you describe, because I, I don't have a total, like, You have more testosterone... So the stereotypical, like the bearded lady from the circus, that's what people still point at and say, oh, that's a woman who has too much testosterone. And like you have a lot of facial hair and more stomach fat. And you I'm have just no not, stomach fat. I'm just not built that way. You have no hair on your face. I'm looking at her right now. I'm Sometimes I do, but <laughs> I take it just out. the little ones that you have to tweeze, <laughs> yeah. like under the chin. Yeah. That like Iris will point out and be like, what's that? Or my husband, like, that's try to the get dirt off of my chin. I'm like, that's a hair. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel bad about Very myself. long. <laughs> I've been combing it out at this point. I, uh, I bought a comb <laughs> to deal with it. Maybe I have PCOS. <laughs> but, so that, he just said, you have it. And looking at your chart. Like, that easy? Yeah. And were you just, like, pissed? I was so pissed. Did you call them? I, th- I have thought about it a lot, but I never did. I don't know. I, maybe they'll listen to this podcast, I, although I don't yeah. feel like I should say the name of this clinic because it's not very well respected. It's not like I went to like some dirty, like down the street. <laughs> you went to the best, I, I bet. I, one that was recommended highly. So guys, look at the best clinics and then... And then go to second best. Go to the second best. <laughs> um, and we were immediately successful. Wow. Yeah. Like first one month. Visit. Yep. So, first month. Iris... Please don't hit. Please don't hit that face. She's doing this mean mug thing now. Like she, it, it is just really intense. Like she knows how to do it. She knows how to make the look. She knows how to manipulate. And it's hysterical. (laughs) Um. So, you were immediately successful with twins. With twins. I mean, that's the thing. That's the risks that you take. That you are. You make tons of eggs. I, I. At one point, they said to me. They were like, you have 17 eggs in your body. So you have, I forget what the term is. Something like, oh shoot, it's such a good term that I want to call my bandit. Multi-egg syndrome. Where you you have to decide whether to get rid of eggs. 
Like if you fertilize too many. No. Oh, something selection. Like purposeful selection. If somebody is listening and I know this, please let me know. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know. No. She's like, what if you get pregnant with four? I was like, no. I cannot do that. My body is no. too tiny. I mean, I'm no. not a small no. small person, but I'm certainly not a four. No, you are a small person. Um, yeah, but I, I had twins. So when you say you got pregnant immediately, did he, like, change the course of treatment yes. for you? Yeah. Like, he put you on other medications? Like, I would have never put you on Clomid at all. Whoa. And you had done that two years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I was, like... More angry than I had ever, but I'm also so like happy and finally that some because they kept saying to me it's unexplained. I was like, what does that mean unexplained? How is and I know that happens. They just have no explanation for it, but it just felt so. Yeah, you're like give me a reason. Something. Yeah, just say stop trying. That would have been easier to just say give up. This is a bad idea go adopt a baby or something. Did you think about that? Yeah, I think that was our next step. We said, if we can, if this doesn't work out, we're going to adopt. But that's a huge process too. And that's something that nobody talks about either. It's like, oh, you can just go to Zimbabwe and pick up a baby. Nope. You can, it's thousands upon thousands yeah. of dollars. And there's a huge waiting period. Yeah. If you are Madonna, you can do that. And sure. I don't want her. What's the matter? cookie okay i think this is a good time for a break we have a crisis with a box of peanut butter crackers um we will be back soon you want a cookie okay we're back we solved the crisis of peanut butter cookies nobody wants to share those apparently i brought i just to give you guys like a sort of idea of what's going on here i brought a gigantic box of peanut butter crackers and um, Iris is holding them like she's still she'll look at her she's holding them right now she's carrying them over to me with that god face. forbid we share okay yeah okay I'll hold them and then I'm gonna share that's what I'm gonna do so um this is an interesting topic because I just turned 35 and there's like it's like this magical number it for is. women like when you turn 35 that's it. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Really like, quickly. It's you better you better get knocked up now. Yeah. Because like my body has not changed. I was the same the week before I was 35, and I feel the same now. Like it's you know, it just seems like this arbitrary line. It does. Like, is there much is there is there truly like a huge difference between 35 and 37? Like, is that true? So what I've heard is that after 35, your the, your production of eggs goes down by like X percent. And I would I was just about to make the percent up, but I don't want to. So just I'll say X. But I I don't I've read other things that say that say that that's not true. But for but I I don't want to say it's propaganda. But it's definitely ah! like from, out there from that at 35. Like who's putting ah! this forth? So I was a high risk pregnancy. Right. No, not only because I had twins, but because I was over 35, they called me ah! high risk. Even if I didn't have twins, I'd be high risk. Which I guess means you're old. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Everything bad is going to happen. 
Well, so I, re- I read this article. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of old, but I think there's some interesting statistics in here. Eight. It says that, um, so this was, study, this was a study done in uh, obstetrics and gynecology. It was 2004, so, I mean, it's kind of outdated, but I'm going to cite it anyway. That's fine. It said they examined pregnancy among 770 European women, and they found that with sex at least twice a week, 82% of 35 to 39-year-old women conceive within a year, compared with 86% of 27 to 34-year-olds. So that's like a 4% difference. But so from saying your 20s to 30s. when you go up in age, it, it only goes down by 4%, 4%, which is not And then this other huge, study with Dutch people. But maybe, people, is that huge in this grand I, scheme of babies? I, I don't know. 4% doesn't seem much. Okay, keep going. So the Dutch study was 78% with the old women. And old is 35 to 40. Old. These ancient women. To <laughs> 84%. Hairs coming out of yeah, their chin. That's right here. I am the case study. Um, 84%, 20 to 34. So basically 78, so 6%. difference. Yeah, 6% difference. Which doesn't seem like I mean, a they lot. are Dutch and European, which, I mean. They're like, eating nothing but olive oil. They're better. Yes. Than us. So like, I might just be dirty and disgusting because I'm American. You know what? It could very well be. <laughs> that I'm dirty and no. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't shower today. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I wonder how much of it is due to our differences in health in general. Right, I don't know. In this country. But anyway, regardless, that 35 number seems arbitrary. Yeah. And what, it very well might not be, but it's so pushed in your face. We have no medical background. Yes. (laughs) We're definitely speaking out of turn. (laughs) We definitely have nothing. Idea of what we're saying. This is We're like, yeah, this is wrong. Yeah. But I, so I was reading up about this, and I had read this book a while back. Or No, I had not read the book at all. I had read an article about the book. So let me. I was like, are you about to claim on the podcast that you've read it? No. So I might have to call you out that you read an article about it. If I even read the article, I'd be surprised. Um, that about this woman who's writing about the the myth of the, of being an older woman and saying you can have it all, like you can have it all, and you can have a baby, and you right. can, and and her argument is not so much like that silly and society is bad. It's women, you are wrong. You need to have babies younger. And we're like kidding ourselves into like looking at these celebrities and that they get old and it doesn't old, matter. And it doesn't matter because it does matter, and you can't have a baby and right. have a baby now. I mean. I'm sure there's a difference between a 45-year-old woman and a 35-year-old woman. Yeah, there has to be. You know, but, like, where is that line? I mean, when does it... I want somebody to actually tell me, like... Because the thing is, is that we are not ready to have another baby. Not, yeah. not, not, not ready. Like, I feel like I'm just now getting to a point where I don't feel, like, insane. You know, like, I mean... In your brain. You in mean. my, yeah, like, I feel in like. In your membrane. In, yeah, I, I feel like we, like, she's crazy. Yeah. This is why we have this podcast. She's a toddler. She's, today we went into this really fun thing. We went on this nature walk, and we looked at these live turtles, and she's, like, screaming and kicking, and I'm like, what is my life? Like, why, why don't, why do I leave the house ever? Yeah. Um, but, like, the idea of having another baby right now and putting that on top of all the, the stress that we feel. Like, I think the first time around, we had a very different 
pregnancy story. Like, yeah, I love. It's one of my favorite stories ever. Yeah, we. Well, I got married in March, and then I was pregnant by May, and. I got off birth control. I had been on birth control for like 15 years, and I had this idea in my mind that my ovaries just didn't work anymore. Yeah, that it takes years. Yeah, oh, like okay. I was like, I'm totally out of order, and this just is going to need like a year to get back track on track. And like all of my good friends, it had taken them like a year to get pregnant at least. So I was like, it's going to take us a year. Yeah. Did not take us a year. I literally like was drunk off six shots of sake and was like I feel weird and I and a friend of mine had left these pregnancy tests at my house she was also having a hard time and so I like was like all right I'm gonna take one I was really drunk and I was like I'm gonna take one and I peed and then I forgot to pee on the stick so then I just like dunked it into the toilet water and then it came up positive and I was like oh my god toilet water test positive for pregnancy like this is what (laughs) I thought um and then I was like oh after a few minutes I was like oh shit okay and so I took another one and then I made Mike drive us to the store we got like 10 others and I made him pee on one to compare to mine to like lay them next to each other because I was just convinced that they're all broken which is just sort of my outlook on life like nobody knows what they're doing yeah (laughs) I don't trust anybody I'm a total skeptic so like we didn't put much thought into it like it happened really quickly and we, I always knew, like, oh, I wanted to be a mom. I mean, 100%, and Mike wanted to be a dad. Like, it was no, there was and no issue. And it felt like you guys were super young. I mean, no, you were. No, I was already, I was 33. I was 30, oh, yeah, duh. 33, right? She's two. 32, 33. Couldn't do that math in my head. Yeah, yeah, I'm having trouble doing it myself. Yes. So, no, I wasn't super young. Um, so, it was like, okay, cool. Um, this is earlier than we thought, but great. This is what we both want, so let's, you know, proceed. Um... And then, you know, I had, like, a really healthy pregnancy. She was breech, so I had to have a C-section. She was, like, in pike position the entire time in my womb. And um, then when she came out, you know, we found out that she had some kind of genetic issue that has yet to be identified. We went through all this testing. Um, I mean, she's great, perfect, wonderful. She has a hearing loss. It's not a big deal. But... Nobody was able to give us a definitive, yes, this will happen again, or no, it won't. Right. It's like, mm, maybe. And it's this really tough position we're in now because it was really hard. It was really hard in the beginning. Um, I think it would be easier the second time around because I know what so to you expect. you know what's going on. And I know the, that system now, and yeah. I know, like, 95% of babies who are born deaf or hard of hearing are born to hearing parents. 95%. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. It's like usually recessive. And so um, nobody knows what to do. It's like, what do I do? Who do I talk to? You know, the doctors are throwing all these scary terms at you and go get this test and go get that test. I mean, she was three months old and getting an MRI and a kidney ultrasound right. and, you know, genetic Hello, testing baby. and all this crazy stuff. Um, so I don't think – I won't have to do that stuff the second time around um, because – She's my model, and she's doing awesome. Um, and the other thing I was worried about the first time around is that she wouldn't be able to have a normal experience. Right. And that has, I mean, she has just blown that fear out of the water. She's doing so well. She's totally normal. <laughs> Whatever normal means. Like, she's a kid. She's a kid. She happens to wear hearing aids. That's it. Like, she's great. She speaks. She listens. It's fine. 
Um, we intervened really early, and so that was helpful. I mean, she speaks better than my children who have no hearing loss. Well, I think every child should do speech therapy, but that's a whole other conversation. I mean, it's a great thing oh, for a baby a to do. That's a pizza. Um, so I know what to expect. I also have this idea in my head that if we did have another baby who had hearing loss, then Iris would have somebody to be with her yeah, for her life that was because it's rare and so we don't see it all you don't see yeah. it all the time. um but that fear of going back to that dark place yeah. i was in because i was in a very dark place is just terrifying yeah so i'm and it's scary i think also to think you're like you you are conscious this time of it. Yes. So you're consciously passing on these genetic exactly. deformity or whatever you call exactly. it to another person. Oh, oh my god. Well, and you talked about like blaming your body. Yeah. Like, I went through that. I still go through that. I still have to fight against I did this to her somehow. Like right. this is my fault. Your genetics are not your fault. You no. know, but but you know, mothers will blame themselves for anything, so add yeah. this to the list. Um, but it's, I think that we just have, like, PTSD about the whole experience. Yeah. And so I know that I want another child. I know that I want her to have a sibling. The, the knowing that I want that in, like, this sort of theoretical space is so different than no. wanting to actually make it happen. Yeah, because that's a whole another level of horror. <laughs> not and yes. not even and your pregnancy was not terrible. No, I mine was fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I after had, it happened, it was fine. Yeah, and you sort of have some sort of like blackout moment where right. like, pregnancy was fine. I don't I, remember I, pregnancy. I ate so much cake. It was I really amazing. Don't. I don't remember it now. I really don't either, and I don't think anything bad happened. I think if something really bad happened, you probably remember that. Yes. And that's probably another episode that we right, have Because I think a lot of women go yeah. through that as well. I do. But in terms of being fertile and being uh, able to have another kid, are you worried that you're putting this off and at some point in the very near future you're going to be SOL? Yes, I am. I'm, I, I'm like, I am not ready. Mike is not ready. But what about my eggs? Right. So how do you, know? you deal with that? What are you supposed to do? I... Cause, and you know what? Not to divert, but like, didn't they just fail at a um, uterus implant? I think it just failed. I think they tried to do the first. Oh wow! I could be. I'm just making up facts. I think that's so. Sounds, I don't know if that's true. I feel like at all. it sounds like they should be there. So sure. I know they were trying. I think it didn't work. Yeah. I guess in my mind, I'm like, well, if it doesn't work naturally. We could do IVF. Like right. this is this is like right. naturally where but my that, mind goes. This is what this lady in this book right. is arguing that we just have that mindset now exactly. because we see it on TV. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this is just whatever. Jane Seymour was like seventy-eight. She had four kids. Or right. I have no idea. Um, I like do timelines in my head often. I'm like, okay, I'm this old now. If I have the baby, like I try to push it back as late as possible. Yeah. Like I want Iris almost to be like eight. Like, I, I, like, I want her to be, like, super old, and then she's not, like, I don't have to deal with her. Like, she can, like, help drive a car. <laughs> she can drive a car at eight. Yes. What was Ty saying last week She that he gave, you know, his kid beer at two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
I know. I get that. It's kind of nice if you're if like you spread have it an out. Older... That is the doorbell. Oh wow. Okay. Somebody is at the door. <laughs> so we should probably take a break. We should take a break. Hopefully, it's nobody coming to arrest us. Iris as usual. is <laughs> Iris is really excited. That's awesome. Um. So uh, we will be right back. Where's the line? Okay. So we're really excited because we have another um, guest with us, but we wanted to make this a next episode. Oh, that was such a, maybe a good thing. So maybe this is like a cliffhanger episode. <laughs> cliffhanger talking about fertility episode. Wow. Um, so next week we are going to continue talking about this sort of from a different angle um, in terms of what it's like to be a mom who, or a parent, not just a mom, parent in general, who is satisfied with just having one and some of the issues around that and, and some of the reasons why. And we're going to talk to someone. I'm not going to say who because it's really awesome and we're super excited about it and she just showed up and I should probably stop talking. So we hope that this was a, a topic that you could reflect on. And seriously, we love getting messages. We've been starting to get messages through our Facebook page from folks who can relate and have things to complain about. I want to talk about their kids and we want to hear about your kids and your parenting styles. And if fertility is something that you want to share, it's a pretty touchy topic, but um, like we were saying, talking about it really helps. I know it's helped me. So if it helps you, you can tweet at us at handsoffparents. You can email us, handsoffparents at gmail.com, or you can go to our Facebook page. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Abby, and Steph is downstairs. So I'll be like, I'm Steph. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter, at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail can.